Welcome to your new favorite band, the podcast brought to you by the LA Navy. And now, your hosts, Dallas Dwight and Drizzle Silvera. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your new favorite band. This is episode, dude, I don't even begin to pretend to know what episode it is. I think maybe 51 or so. Yeah, it's definitely not 69. It's definitely not 69. We have something special planned for 69. Stay tuned. I'm Dallas Dwight. I'm Drizzle Silvera. What's up? And we're here hanging out. So yeah, as you may have noticed, we've had to take a little bit of leave of absence from the podcast here. We have been uh, hard at work on album number two, so... That's in full swing at this point, I would say. Yeah, it was like, uh, I was definitely hard for most of that work. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it was just the music was so good, I couldn't yeah. not be hard. Yeah, it's just hard to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard to work on when you're hard. Yeah. It is. Hard to be hard. You yeah. heard here first. Um, these lights always make me look like like a pink ghost, so that's really awesome. It's really flattering, and I, I really love being a part of this podcast uh, because of it. But anyway, Liquid Death, as always bringing this podcast to you. Thank you, Licky D, for keeping us hydrated. Gotta get that Licky D. Cheers to Licky D. Cheers. Mm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Nothing like a cold Licky D. Man, cold Licky D, just it just does something to the soul. It just and does. the hole. And the back of the throat. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so nice. Like, anytime Licky D's playing Uvula speed bag with me, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Uvula happy. Speed bag. We have so many weird sayings we say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what's been going on in L.A. Maybe World? Yeah, dude. Uh, crunch time for album number two. Um, we have no formal release date. Sorry, guys. But uh, Not even as close. far as getting material together and writing uh, and uh, getting demos ready and all that kind of stuff, we have been working our yeah asses off. Yeah, we, we've kind of shared some ideas of plans and stuff here in the past and suffice to those those have changed as they often do yeah so. well we're just trying to do the best thing you know well the thing that makes the most sense yeah for, and, our, uh, for our music yeah we're yeah. trying to do the the like you know people say like do right by your kids do right by your friends whatever we're trying to do right by our music yeah we don't want to release it in a way that's not gonna kind of give it the the love and the platform that it that we think it deserves so yeah that's why we've kind of changed course a little bit <clears throat> But, but if that course I'm doesn't excited. work out, we'll do whatever we want. So there you yep. go. Back to square one. But uh, yeah, regardless, we've been we've been hard at work in the studio recording yep. and writing and figuring out uh, you know, stuff like that. So I'm really I'm really excited. Um just, you know, obviously being hands on working on the material, just it's not like necessarily changing, but it's it's refining, which is really cool. Yeah. Right? So our sound refined. Um and also, you know, as yeah, most all of you know, with uh, with Goliath being the lead singer, you know, uh, finally getting him on these tracks as well, like with all new material, not acoustic releases, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really cool to see see what's coming out, and I'm uh, I'm extremely excited about the direction. And uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <coughs> we got four strong ones, a fifth, fifth and sixth, well on the way, and then. Um, Gotta fill it out with a few more, I guess, huh? Yeah, just a few Got more some ideas floating around in the old brain chest. Yep. I sent you one where I found a, a new voice. Yes. So, so the yes. way we record music in this band is a lot of times I'll do a demo and send it to everyone, and usually I'll sing it. And usually I sound like Mickey Mouse, you know, just kind of right. Yeah. 
Um, but this time, Goliath was actually over. I was like, you step in there and do a quick take. He was like, we did a little bit of it, and then we needed a few more words to fill it out, but he had to go. So he was like, you just do it, and then I'll just, you know, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. So I go in there to do it, and I'm like, well, I'm going to just, like, try to sing this one for real. Like, I kind of just have an idea of how I want to sing it. I'll just try singing it for real. And I kind of hit this part of my voice where I sounded like Axl Rose. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I did a few more takes, a few more takes, a few more takes. And I and the thing it had been three takes. And um, comped it together. And I was, went back to listen. I was like, for sure it just sounds cool here. And it probably just, it doesn't translate to the, like, it doesn't work no, or whatever. Not even. And I went back and I was like, holy shit, that's the voice. Like, that's crazy. I didn't know I could do that. Because my whole life I've been like, I just sound like a Backstreet Boy. I can't sing with grit at all, you know? And, um, yeah, I kind of found this pocket in my voice. Since that moment, I've been kind of honing in on it and trying to refine it and stuff. And it's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's really cool. I remember when you dropped it in. You didn't even tell anyone you put it. Well, actually, no, you did. You said there's a new new idea in Dropbox. You, yeah. did, that's, you didn't elaborate. You said, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. New idea in Dropbox. Yeah. The first comment was, Foz, is that you singing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, sure enough. I mean, I knew I didn't have to ask. I knew I could tell. Just even though it's like like you, I've never heard. There's a timbre that's mm-hmm. just like uh, that's Dallas, but holy shit, that's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. Dallas. <laughs> it was weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I sent a few other people, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but aside from all that, you know, me just having fun dicking around in the studio with my voice. Um. It's it's a cool song, so I think we'll have yeah. some some good ideas there. Yeah, we've had we've had some late nights in the studio. Uh, yeah, it just so happened that the night the night we recorded the podcast on needed that same time slot needed some different priorities, so that's why we haven't been here for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've definitely uh, been crunching and getting getting this material together. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so we don't know how how it's going to rele- be released or what it looks like, but rest assured, right now we're just working on it. Music. Is yeah. it is coming together? So yep. Someone asked me. Um, someone asked me like once a month, usually like, "When's new music?" And I was like, "Wish I could tell you." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't have. You should answers. be like. Maybe we should. Have you should be answers, like. You should be like. Is not deluxe album enough? <laughs> <laughs> Is not Lux enough? Snot Lux enough? Snot Lux enough? Dude, that's. That's the name phrase. of the next album. Yeah. <laughs> like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. You're like, wait. <laughs> it's not Lux enough. <laughs> That's either the worst band ever or the best band ever, depending on how much marketing dollars they have. De- yeah, definitely depending on how much marketing dollars, for sure. Should have said how many, but yeah. Grammar. We got that it's WV pronounced, grammar. It's pronounced grammar. <laughs> uh, what's, what, besides the... Uh, studio and stuff we we played you know been playing some shows around town and stuff how those have been going i chipped my tooth <laughs> in the same room that i chipped my tooth in the same room i chipped my tooth prior <laughs> we have to talk about amos's yeah so we played amos south end in charlotte that's kind of our home t- our home club our hometown and uh we we sold it out essentially yeah i think it was a couple short but we'll round up we sold it out <laughs> And, and it was uh, an, it was awesome an awesome show. night. Our, yeah. our friends Modern Alibi joined us. Shout out to those guys. A really, really great new band from Charlotte. Young and, guys, um, too, and they kill it. Young yeah. guys, and they kill it. Yeah, and, and we've known you know a couple of them in some capacity for a little bit of time. But as a band, uh, I really dig their vibe. I watched a clip of them on Instagram, and I was like, I'm going to like these guys. And then they released their single. It's called 70s. You should go check it out. Modern Alibi. They're our band of the week. Hey, they're our, your new favorite band of the week. <coughs> really good band. Really good guys. 
fun to play with, and uh, and we hope to have him back when we're back at Amos's, which is September 9th. So, yeah, September 9th. Put the ninths, <laughs> ninths. Put that in your calendar. Uh, it'll be a fun night. Uh, it's bound to probably definitely sell out. Yeah, uh, every time we've done Amos's, we've been closer to selling out. Yeah, and this time, like I said, we were quite close. So, don't mess around. Uh, get some tickets, and and we'll see you there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if uh, if there's any indicate this time for sure will hundred percent be sold out. So if if yeah, there's there's a cap and it's gotten bigger every time. So it's it's gotta it's gotta actually cap out at some point. So yeah, it would it would be really gratifying to get a true sold out. You know where you have to put it up on the marquee and all that. You know. That, yeah, that dude, that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, we have yet to hit that goal, so that would be a good goal for us to. Hit. You know, but for a hometown gig, getting six hundred people out, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, and and the room feels absolutely packed. Oh, so even though it's not you know hundred percent, so it's still um, the room <laughs> at five hundred. I think it was five hundred something in there. Felt like you couldn't squeeze another person in. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, yeah, just a great night. Really solid. Uh, we played some, <coughs> played a lot of our original music. What what happened during that set? I'm trying to think. It was just a whirlwind. Um, I'm trying to think if anything cool happened that day or anything. Okay, crazy. so uh, we ended up with our, you know, we opened for ourselves. We did the LA Maybe opening for our Guns N' Roses tribute, mm-hmm. Anything Goes. Yep. And, uh, Which so, we only pull out on certain occasions. Yeah, it's, it's not it's like a full not, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's a special Amos' thing, to be honest. It's pretty much the only place we do it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, um, Goliath had been sick and got laryngitis, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or what we think is laryngitis. Because literally, like, the week leading up, week and a half leading up to that, like, he talking, he's like, this is yep. awful. Yep. And, and um, it was like, how are we going to do and this And, like, show? two days before, he's like, guys, uh, we I were supposed to play know. Friday night, and we had to cancel Friday night. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, anyways, uh, you know, he didn't sound great or talk at all on that Saturday we were going to be playing. Because mm-hmm. literally the night before, he was like, guys, uh Still not better. We're going to have to figure something out. So anyways, uh, <laughs> it was uh, for our set, um, the LA Maybe set. We're like, okay, uh, well, let's just play around and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And what was so much fun about that and the crowd, like you could feel the energy of the crowd. We literally kind of like we had our set playlist, but we also played around a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, did you know, our covers bit and stuff like that, but just kind of really had fun with it. The covers bit's so nice, and we should explain what that is. It's this part of the show where we tease a song, like a famous song, like Freebird or whatever, and um, and then we pretend like we're going to play it, right? So we kind of key everyone up, and then we stop immediately, and we're like, no, we're not playing that. And then we do it two more times, and then we go into an actual song. Yeah. So it's this kind of fun, humorous moment of the show that we, we call the covers bit. But we have it so unlocked now that we we sometimes we're not even planning on doing it, but we'll just see the perfect opportunity. Someone screams, free bird! We're just like, well, here you go, you asked for it. And we just go straight into this huge rehearse bit that we played a million times. But at the time, is so spur of the moment. Yeah. Right? yeah so we're able to improv that bit into places that it's not, was never meant to be. So it seems really serendipitous, but it's really been quite rehearsed. Yeah. <coughs> so. But I just remember that set, It you know, in the, you know, war crazy war zone that being on stage is you mm-hmm. know where you're just kind of like what what happened you know after every gig yeah you know um, yeah come on stage <laughs> dude uh so we played an hour or so for ellie maybe and an hour or so for guns and 
you know, we've done a lot of original gigs lately. And um, when we do our original gigs, we go really, really hard. A lot of yeah. headbanging, jumping, moving, swinging, crazy stuff. When we do our cover gigs, we're a lot more subdued for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, it just is way out of place. And <laughs> we look like idiots yeah. if we, if yeah, we go definitely. as hard. Um, and we kind of dress down a little more. It's a little more chill, right? Um, but those original gigs we were doing were opening for Steel Panther. We had like 30, 40-minute slots. And then we went to playing a two-hour original gig, essentially, because we're going hard for guns, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going that hard for two hours, I woke up the next morning and I couldn't roll out of bed. <laughs> I felt like I felt like I got thrown out of a moving train and hit by another moving train. Like I was just like glimming to the bathroom, like necks all broken. So for me, it was like the next day I was okay. It was the following day. day. Yeah. It was the second day after where I was yeah. like, oh fuck, okay. Yeah. That's where I am right now. My yeah. gym, gym routine. Yeah. Say Monday, Saturday, I had a heavy day. And I'm just like, I can't walk today. I'm like limping down my student's stairs like, hold on, wait for me. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, but I laid down in my bed earlier, and I felt a ball on my quad. I was laying on my stomach. And I was like, what is that? And I reached in. It's just my muscle. <laughs> it was felt like I was sitting on a fist. <laughs> I was like, it's just Ugh. my leg. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, uh, I think what I was saying, I guess in the grand scheme of thing, the war that it is, is I, I equate it to a war zone. Yeah. You know, it's like, but a war zone you actually want to be in because yeah. um, it's just crazy. You're hoping you're hitting the right patches. You're running around like, yeah. I think I'm hitting the right note when your hair's mm-hmm. in your eyes, you know, banging your neck, flinging your guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just... For some reason, that that first set just felt, you know, there was all this tension building up to that. All this we threw tension, in the, like um, the couple Prince tunes as well. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. We did, which um, is something we've never done in that room. Yeah, we did in the UK. Good feedback. Yeah, really great feedback. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, it was all this tension, like, oh fuck, I hope tonight's good, you know, with, mm-hmm. with Goliath's voice and stuff, and then to have that release of a, like a, a really awesome show. Like yeah. it made that show feel ten thousand times better than if there was none of that before, and we still it still yep. went the way it went. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, anyways, for, sure. for me, I, I was really, really just overjoyed about the night. <clears throat> One of the most interesting things for me was usually the guns part of the night is the biggest night. It's the biggest part, right? That's what mm-hmm. everyone's there for. That was not the case this time. No. By the end of the gun set, people were emptying out. And it's not because we're not playing guns or whatever. It's because yeah. they were there to see the LA Maybe. Because <laughs> so many people were there to see us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was really gratifying. It was, uh, it was really cool to see that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of chipping tooth. So the last time we played there, mm-hmm. you chipped your tooth That was with, with your uh, necklace. LA Guns and Faster Pussycat. Yep. Yeah. And so you chipped your tooth with mm-hmm. your uh, Viking It was the Viking necklace that I have not worn since. Okay. Okay. So here's... Well, you're smarter than me, I guess. Uh, well, you're smarter than me in a lot of ways. Um, all the ways, yeah. <laughs> you said, about you said some, but you meant all. It's fine. I got it. I'm smarter. I figured I it out. I think I got you beaten fathering. <laughs> um, Give me a chance to catch up. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Um, yeah, so anyways, I decided that night for the gun set, mm-hmm. I was going to put my necklace on that I had chipped my tooth on originally when we played like the Still second, got like a sliver of tooth on it. Se- <laughs> right? <laughs> no, the second gig we ever played there, I chipped my same tooth that I chipped again on this We're side. We're just going to have a, a, just missing a tooth by, you know, 
the year 2050, we're just missing a full tooth from chips of Amos's. Both my first oh, teeth. This is my Amos tooth, or lack thereof. <laughs> this is my Amos just, tooth. Yeah, it's like half the height of the <laughs> other one. You just show them your Amos tooth, and it's just, there's nothing Everyone's there. Everyone's like, what is that? Just get it fixed. What are you doing? <laughs> But anyways, no, I I think it was the second gig we ever played at Amos's with that necklace on it. I almost just fucking chipped my tooth right now, dude. Dude, okay, real quick sidebar, though. We were playing the other night, and we'll talk about these gigs in a minute, but my mic stand was kind of sticking out, and this person kept kicking it, and it kept just kind of... Like jamming, I'd be singing, God damn it, get it. That reminded me of that. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, hitting your teeth with a mic is one of the worst pains. Yeah, yeah, dude, it sucks. It sucks. So bad. Um, no, so it was like the second game we ever played there. I chipped the right side of my, sorry, the left side of my left front tooth. And I was like, okay, I'm not wearing this necklace ever again. I chipped the right side of my right tooth. Nice. I had to feel it for a second. Yeah. Okay. So here's to my never wear it again. We're there. I'm like, oh, I'll just wear it this time. I'll be fine. I I, I know what to not Immediately chip. Like, I know what not to do. As you're putting it on. <laughs> God damn it. It was probably about halfway through the set, just before we played Rocket Queen. Um, and I'm just headbanging, and my necklace just goes, whoop. Yeah, dude. You got to get one and of the longer ones. That's why I moved to my skull one. Gotcha, gotcha. The longer uh, one, then, then all it does is jab you in the forehead. It's not. It's too short to hit you. It's too long to hit you in the teeth. I knew right away because I was chewing my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Oh fuck! This is pretty bad. You couldn't get your tongue off it, like a- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's stuck on it. Uh, so, anyways, you uh, do that solo, that extended solo in Rocket Queen, like mm-hmm. based off the live yep. version, oh, I live that. era. I love that solo. I wish. And I so, anyways, I'm up. fucking behind the screen, like, God, <laughs> fucking, damn. holy shit! This is this is not good. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought I was missing like a quarter of my tooth. That's what it felt like. And then I showed everyone, you guys and stuff, you're like, I don't even see it. I was like, okay, well, it just feels huge. Yeah. It no. felt like I was missing like a no, full 25%. No, to my tooth. tongue, it felt like I almost knocked my tooth out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, is that is that jiggly? Yeah. No. Uh, so anyways, it's like, I knew I shouldn't have worn this goddamn necklace. I said I wasn't going to wear it again. I said it would be fine. It wasn't fine. I'm just back behind that fucking scrim, just like. <laughs> just Where were we? I, th- I think we're on the blind tiger stage. I had a, do you remember that layer necklace I had for the Mr. Danger video? Yeah, because I fixed it so many times. Yes. This is the time you fixed it on the drive to the Blind Tiger, and I felt it kind of break. And I saw, like, part of it swinging, and I just grabbed it and just jerked it off my neck and threw it it's left in somewhere in the bowels of the Blind Tiger still to this day. Well, what was yeah. the Blind Tiger? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Too many shootings. Yeah. <laughs> but are you surprised? I'm not. We've been no. there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised. surprised at all, dude. No. It's like if, I, if you were to have me draw a picture of what it look, what a place that shootings happens looks like, I would draw that. <laughs> like literally, it would have the same address number and everything. You'd be like, "Dude, oh, that's good, dude. That's exactly where all the shootings happen." Were you there? Well, I'd be like, "No, nah, I've never been to this place in my life." It's exactly what I would have drawn. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, so not surprised at all in the least. Yeah. Sad because it was a fun venue. It was cool. It you was know? a cool venue. We had some good um, times there. It was, yeah. That was kind of our home club as we were starting. Yeah. It wasn't in our hometown, but we played there all the time. Yeah, we played there more Supporting than Supporting good artists. That's where know? we met Steel Panther the first time. <clears throat> That's where we met Buck Cherry the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And went all over the world with both those guys after that. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. I know, right? Yeah. Crazy to think. Yeah. I was talking to someone, and I brought up that we were in 
Cabo San Lucas at Sammy Hagar's bar, and we were here and there and just listening to all these things we've done. It's like, wow, we've really been kind of everywhere. We've been all over the place. Yeah, we, we with really our music, a lot that's pretty places. crazy. Yeah, with our music. Yeah, not covers or tributes or whatever. Yeah, is, I know um, plenty of cer- people. There's a certain amount of pride in that. Yeah, I know plenty of people who've gone all over is, is a, tr- a tribute, you sure. know, cover band, um, and that's awesome. You know, congratulations on make being, money the way you want to make money on being care. a uh, uh, able to be a working musician. And I do feel like it's kind of a cheat code, though. You know. Yeah, but, it's I definitely mean, a gray area, and I don't want to insult anyone that does that because I honestly, at the end of the day, don't care yeah. at all. Like, couldn't care less. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But it does feel like a cheat code to me. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, oh, well, this guy already is like one of the biggest arts in the world. I'll just do what he did. But like for smaller places. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, you I wouldn't that. say. Is it in a legal gray area? I feel like it's definitely in a legal gray area. It depends on the artist, I guess, and how Which means I think it's technically illegal. Is it? Or, but, but artists are just like, yeah, whatever, do it. We don't care. I know that them the selling merch. I know that them selling merch um, really, uh, you know, that's a big no-no. That's an obvious one. That's an obvious one. Yeah. Also, though, are you saying like selling like Elton John merch or Journey merch or whatever, or, or selling like or selling even you know, merch that's Journey loosely... tribute band A yeah. merch? Like who? Th- th- this is so funny to me. Who would ever buy? <laughs> A Journey tribute band shirt when you can just go buy a Journey shirt. <laughs> like, dude, that is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my you, life. I think you just have to really like the people in the tribute band. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But even so, <laughs> like, dude, that is, unless it's like a totally different branding look or something. Yeah. It's not, though, because tributes are clones. That's what they are. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not shitting all over the tribute game. I will shit all over the tribute merch game. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That you know, is just so dumb. Also, there's no way you're moving that much of it. There's just no way. Like, why? Yeah. Why would I do that? You know, the tribute, buy the worst version of the thing I want. The like, tribute game fills a void, though. That you know, where these obviously massive national acts can't go to that venue, right? Unless they're charging. It hits that like B unless market, they're charging two thousand dollars a ticket, yeah, and it's just an exclusive two three thousand person show, right? For these no, there's definitely a market for it. Obviously, there's so many really successful bands. I have friends in lots of them. Yeah, one of my friends is in one of the most successful tribute bands in the world. They literally tour arenas, like <laughs> it's all over the world. And uh, so, I mean, I mean, we've been in tribute bands. We do tribute bands. I've been yeah. in them all over the world. Not all over the world. Oh, well, we have that guns. Tri- we have our guns tribute. Yeah, band. that's kind of a real band. loose thing. But yeah. I've been in Alice in Chains tribute, a Journey tribute, all that stuff. So I've done the thing. I've played the dress up. You know. Yeah. And uh, personally, not really a fan. But again, I don't care if anyone else does it. it. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, personally, I would way rather be doing original music. It, but it's a again, different fulfilling end, thing. It, for it's sure. way more different. Fulfilling. The problem is yeah. you're usually playing empty rooms in the beginning. Yeah. So that it's hard to overcome that. Like, whereas you know, throw a famous name on or a famous. You and I song could start a tribute to yeah. just name an artist now. Yeah, you too. You too. Yeah. Tomorrow we could sell out Amos's. Yeah. <laughs> like, just just that done. Exactly. We'll just piggyback off someone else. You know, and that's uh, that part does kind of sit a little bit wrong with me, but I understand that's a subjective gray area, and some people don't feel the same way, and I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Don't do it, that's wrong." I don't care. I think it's awesome that musicians are able to make a living doing that. It is a real. Know? That's what I'm saying. It's a really good cheat code. Like, yeah. well, I'm not in YouTube, uh, but I am pretty good at guitar, and um, I don't want to teach or I don't want to you know work at Walmart or whatever. So 
let me just learn a bunch of YouTube songs, find a couple other guys, we'll hit the road and make the same amount of money I'd make, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. So it's like, that's a pretty easy thing. The music's already written. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. We just have to shave our head, put on the beanie, whatever, you know, get the glasses. And now we're Bono and the Edge. No, but here's here's the, here's the satisfaction that they're never going to feel of that. Oh, Drew's attacking. Uh, yeah, here's the satisfaction you won't will never feel until you have done that grueling hard work of writing music, getting everyone in the band on board with it, mm-hmm. doing the rehearsals, playing to fuck all, nobody, and then eventually you're opening for massive bands, and then eventually you're selling out places, and eventually you're getting tons of people to come listen to what you have worked on. Mm-hmm. You know, the most gratifying and, thing and for me is seeing people sing our words. Oh, dude! When oh, I look dude, out and see so special. someone, especially someone I don't recognize, if it's like my mom and like whatever, yeah. <laughs> like, that thanks, mom. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But right? like, if it's just some dude, we had some dude at uh, I think it was. I don't remember what show it was. It was one of the Panther shows. Was it the House of Blues? No, because they were so much lower than us. That stage yeah. is so high. The, that stage is so high, dude. The Your feet are above the people's heads. Oh, dude, like, yeah, it was awesome. It <laughs> usually was awesome. you're kind of chest height or, you know, on the floor. But, dude, we were, like, first row was, like, craning their necks. Um, it, maybe it was the Fillmore or something. You got to remember this. There was that one guy in the middle. And he was singing every word to every song. And he was standing right in the middle. He had a beer, and he was just like a happy guy. It was in the UK. He was somewhere in the UK. Um, and it was Winter Rocks, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Winter Rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that guy. That's the yeah, one. yeah. Yeah, singing every single word. Every single word to every song. Like the verses of like Sucker Punch. And it was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, this guy really likes us. <laughs> and that's that's the cool thing to see. Yeah. Or when you have, you know, we have, we do Oh Sugar, our song Oh Sugar, and we have a little crowd participation part where we say, Goliath says, I said, hey. And the crowd oh, goes, sugar. Oh Sugar. And we get him to do it with us through a kind of little call and response thing at the beginning. And I'll never forget when we did it in Spain. And there's 2,000 people, whatever, just, Oh Sugar. I don't even speak English. Yeah. <laughs> They're just, and it was just screaming roar, our words dude. louder yeah. than anything else yeah. we heard that whole day. And um, just going nuts for us. And uh, the festival had a, had a pretty strict policy of we never bring back the same band twice, and we got an offer this year. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, can you guys come back? And we were like, unfortunately, you know, we just can't make it work this year, but maybe next year. Yeah. But it was still so awesome. Because that, I mean, to this day, that's one of the best gigs we've ever played. Oh, dude. As far as, as far yeah. as the best we've ever played, the best we've ever performed, and the best setting we've ever performed, and the best PA, the best drum kit, like everything was just like, this is the, the best. The stars game. aligned, the best like, lunch yeah. we've ever had before yeah. we played that The day. cake that was named after a person that I can never remember. Is it Jerry Riggs cake? <laughs> Jerry Riggs. What is it? It's like Saint something. Saint, Saint Elmo's cake. Sure, yeah, Saint, Saint Elmo. Saint Charles's cake. Yeah. I don't remember, dude. Fuck it. Saint I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was, I remember, dude. We I was, saw the cake and we were like, there's no way we can eat that. Let's yeah. just try a little no thank you help. Give me the whole cake. <laughs> <laughs> it was that It was that fast. Yeah, because, like, because we just I don't care if meal. I have to throw up to make room for this. We're eating this. <laughs> Time to purge. <laughs> Here's how dumb we were. We're sitting here feasting and the guy comes out and he's like, guys, like, or Joseph, he was kind of our handler. He was like, guys, there's like four courses. What are you doing? Like... <laughs> We thought this is it. We're just chowing down. Oh, plates dude. full of shit. <laughs> and the guy's like, guys better slow down. Oh, it was funny. 
We hadn't eaten in a fuck long, fucking long time yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we're just tearing through this the meal. nightmare with the so COVID good. tests getting home and all that. Oh, God. Because yeah, if you fuck. remember, we were supposed to have them at the first airport, but we didn't. But thankfully, Germany didn't require them. Yeah. So we could just go to Germany, and then we just had to figure it out in Germany. So that was a whole thing. But having to just kind of deal with all that and, like, <coughs> that was just a nightmare. Oh, dude, but, for um, sure. The Spanish the Spanish gig in, in Ariazza, Spain, in Basque Country, I guess. And... um. Yeah, I never remember saying thank you, and kind of yay, and then I said thank you in Basque, and the place just absolutely erupted. erupted. Yeah, <laughs> I've never they fucking felt more powerful in my life. They fucking <laughs> Mount St. Helens, dude. It was amazing. They really appreciated that gesture yeah. of respect. Yeah, but if I would have said gracias, it wouldn't have been at all the same. Well, there yeah, might even have been a couple people they, boo. They, a <laughs> lot of a lot of people there don't like the Spanish. Most yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, they don't even like the French. This is like, y'all are what, like two, well, three? Well, likes the French? Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be honest. They bring well, it on themselves. We're like, we're like th- what, three hours from, from the border of France. Mm. I was just like, so you, you, y'all speak French, blah, these are, blah, blah, These are jokes, Anything like this. And and uh, I won't say names or who. I'm not criminating. Tom. But the, per- people I was <laughs> but the people I was with, they were like, no, we Hate the French, blah, blah, fuck the French. I feel like blah, they just blah, hate everyone. Was just like, you know? oh, okay, all right, all right, cool, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> no, they're just like they're just like all about we're Basque, and like everyone's trying they're the, to. They're the Texas of Europe. Everyone's yeah. tried to conquer them from the yeah. French to the Spanish to blah blah blah, and they at least have their flag still, although it's not recognized, right. except for by them, and they have their language and their. That's so funny that they say like not recognized like i just imagine some guy being like what what is that yeah i don't recognize that yeah is that a a piece of paper it looks like cloth maybe well they just you know i they're so different from spain that they you know they don't feel that that you know they feel they're they're basque they they want they kind of want to be their own country but right you know Unfortunately, they're a small little area. Now, the one hang-up I have is they wanted to change the Basque Country like official like anthem, like the national anthem, <laughs> to that song. I want to soak up the sun. I want to tell everyone, do I don't know the words. And that's where they lost me, because I was like, I don't... I mean, it's a good song, but that's like for an anthem? I don't know. Yeah. Before every I football agree. game? Every I football agree. game? Yeah. I don't know about that. Maybe some football games. Some, some, you know. But uh, that food, though. That <sighs> food was good. Tortilla? But it wasn't like a tortilla, like you think. Like, you knew the food was good because every time they took us to the place we were eating, the res- I say restaurant, it was just like some dude's basement. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, uh, You're walking through a stone arch that was built stone arch was for built. your great, 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 great grandma. Like Jesus had built the carpentry in there, and it's just like <laughs> the desk. It's like one huge like table that looks like a bunch of knights ate at. And you're just like, cool. Like, <laughs> Let's I'm do not it. wearing a tunic, but I guess I'll sit. And uh, the food was awesome. Oh, dude. It's really oh. good, all family style. And, and the blood. hospitality Lots was... Lots of blood in the food, which was cool for some reason. You know what? And, uh, I, I, I really dig blood and food now. Yeah, we had the blood rice, and then we had... What, what is it in um, Edinburgh? Oh, uh, haggis? Patty, patty Wickles and Chonkers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, that's kind of more like just haggis, organ yeah. meat. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It was fine. I didn't. I. I guess some people are hung up on like what it is. I, I didn't care about that. It was, it's it was fine. The initial taste is amazing. You do get a little bit of that irony aftertaste. Mm. 
uh, where like I can munching see on a jail some. Cell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that or uh, going down a chick on her. Uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. uh, <laughs> all right, Red Wings. Okay, um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? I don't know. I think we I got on a, you. a tangent of Spain. How about this? How about we played two local cover shows this weekend? Two. And never, this has never happened, not once. We've played hundreds of these shows. This has never happened one time. This weekend, both shows got a legitimate encore. <laughs> yes, both of them. Yeah, it was awesome. Both of them. I, I mean, to the point that the, the place is screaming, like, like oh, and we're like, Well, oh, the last, the last one we did. Like, I guess we're playing another song. Like, Jesus Christ, you can't leave with them like this. Yeah. What? <laughs> you can't. Well, the la- and the last the last place we played, you couldn't walk through the fucking place. And the owners so said that the was night. their most lucrative yeah. night they've ever had. Into the night when the when we were settling up, the guy was like, "That's the best night we've had since this club opened." And he was like, "Thank you." We're like, "Pays double next time." <laughs> no, nah, we didn't say that. Uh, we love that place, and it's yeah. ninety seconds from my house, so I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, dude, legit, probably only takes you 90 seconds yeah. to get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could walk with my gear. Like, with my gear, I could walk and be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a cool place. Uh, it definitely has, like, that more, like... It's called Barney's, which is yeah. cool. Totally Barney's cool. in Fort Mill, shout out. Great place. You guys should go hang out. It's cool, cool kind of uh, southerny. It has, like, a biker bar feel, but it's, it's not a biker bar, but it just has that kind of feel to me. Well, yeah, know? it definitely has that. It doesn't have, like, a... It's kind of like an in between. It's it's just kind of like I don't know, maybe just a good country it's bar feel ish. Yeah, ish. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. We played. Um, one thing I've started to notice more and more lately is what songs we play. Really depends on what venue we're in as to how yeah. well they do. So like, um, Bradshaw's, we played "Drops of Jupiter" and it was the best it ever was. For whatever reason, we play the same way every time. But it was just the best crowd reaction. They just went nuts for it. That's pretty rare. These songs usually gets a decent response, but not yeah. the best. Um, and then in at Barney's, nobody cared. But then another song that most people don't like, like Uncle Tom's Cabin and Monkey Business. Those usually are pretty much duds. Yeah, because most of the crowds like, what is this? And then at Barney's, they just both killed. Oh yeah, they like, were they were going nuts for those. Yeah. yeah. And then we have songs that always kill, like the you know Welcome to the Jungle, the Prince, like those stuff. That sh- every venue we go in, those songs just slay. Yeah. So um <clears throat> it's interesting to see kind of how that works. It really it really is. I, I think also like more and more so we're having clientele follow us around to these like not was, cl- fans yeah. follow us around to these smaller gigs. Matt came and sat next to me and talked during one of the breaks and I was just telling him uh, just my friend Matt. <clears throat> he's in a band 50 or Rebellion. They play around town as well. And I've known him for a really long time. But uh they said or he said no, what were we talking about? Oh, I was telling him, like, yeah, it's weird. I don't know if it's because we're getting bigger or have been around longer or whatever, but we don't really play empty rooms anymore like we used to. Like, yeah. pretty much every time we play, like, it's packed. Like, and that's kind of a new thing. That's yeah. pretty, pretty much this year that started happening. Maybe, yeah, I don't even think late last year it wasn't like that. And... um now we'll go play a place, and it'll, like Barney's was empty while we were setting up. Oh and yeah, I was like, I was this, like, I was oh, like, this, this one's gonna not going to be good. Yeah. And like right as we were starting, it just floodgates, and it was like, oh shit, there's like a hundred people in here now, and that's a tiny place. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, there were probably there was definitely more than a hundred people yeah, in that place. But that yeah. place is like the size of like a living room in a mansion. <laughs> it's like it's like a three car garage. Yeah, 
Maybe if four. If your three cars are smart cars. Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Right behind him. Um, what else was I going to say about talking to Matt? Oh, he said, oh, when I said that, he said something that I thought was really interesting. He said, well, it's that, it's that word of mouth, and you never hear it. You know? You never hear And I was like, that's interesting. You never hear your own word of mouth. You know what I mean? You'll never hear that. It just yeah. travels around without you ever knowing. And um, that was a really interesting thing he said. Matt's full of those weird, interesting things. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you, definitely. Matt. Uh, Matt's, Actually, we're going to have him on the podcast. What's funny is you introduced me to Matt years mm-hmm. ago when I first joined the band, and um, I, I, I definitely would consider him a really good friend at this point. Yeah. And uh, I really... Uh, Matt's like that with everyone, though. It's yeah. He's just that guy. But, like, you know... He's a good friend of everyone immediately after meeting him. He's just like that likable... He's a salesman, so... Yeah. He's really good at that stuff. I'll never forget, he met my entire family for the first time. Got all their names, you know, one after the other. There's maybe four or five of them there. Stands and has a full 15-minute conversation and then says bye to all of them by name and then walks away. <laughs> like, how did you remember all their names? Like, did, just like just like that. Knew all of their names immediately. Like, it's like that's crazy. But, yeah, we wanna have, we're going to have him on the show soon. We were supposed to at some point. but it, we Yeah, we were. Like, something fell through. Um, but, yeah. I'll text no, him They'll, get, they'll get, get a we'll kick get out of Matt. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun guy for sure. Yeah. And he grew up in uh, Jersey and New York and stuff, so he saw a lot of bands, like big, big bands, mm-hmm. like before they were famous. Yeah. Like he went, he'll tell a story, I'm sure, on the podcast where he went to see, uh, you know, X band, I don't remember who it was, Metallica, whatever. And there was this, it was in a little club, and there was this little band opening that no one had heard of. It was like their third show, and they were called Pantera. <laughs> and he, like that. He has a lot of stories like that. Yeah. Where um, he saw a lot of cool stuff from where he grew up. And when, I guess, too. Dude, yeah, I've, I've heard quite a few of them myself. It's, uh, it'll be a good time, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be nice. Uh, oh, we got a few more minutes. Yeah, we got a few more minutes. <laughs> well, we Those do, cover uh, shows this weekend were fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Hickory Tavern, and then, which is kind of like our home, <laughs> away from home. We played there four times in the last three months. I, you know what? I, I have fun. I had fun there. I had a lot of fun at Barney's. Barney's though. was really fun. Yeah. Um, I always like playing Barney's. I, I tend to have more fun on areas where I have a little bit more space. I'm not claustrophobic. That's true. That's true. But if I feel like I can't, like, if I if I'm constantly having to watch my headstock from hitting Rasan, yep. You know, and I'm constantly having to do this all the time, and I can't just can't focus on yeah. just being in the moment. Yeah. Then I, I tend to just get it. For me, it's more of a get by gig. Yeah. Um, again, you know, if uh, Rasad's got a cable. Uh, again, I'm saying Rasad, not nothing against Rasad. It's just we're always next to each other. That's where we yeah. are on stage. Yeah. Um, you know, if he's got a cable and he's, you know, running around, I've got to pay attention to his cable. Now then I can't actually be fully in the show. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, actually watch my step. I've got to yeah. make sure <laughs> yeah. that's. Uh, Fuck! You just you tripping? You yeah. tripping over? Yeah, you're 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 yeah. You're, <laughs> you're gonna show me this? Anyways, I want to um, hear about this. Uh, should we should we save that for our, for our VIP section or no? Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll give them we'll give them a little flash and then we'll move to VIP. Yeah, like we'll that. we'll we'll do we'll do the one that I've talked about the most uh, as far as brands that I just really don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to like, but really just don't. But I I want to. Well, that means so. a lot. And then the VIPers <laughs> will get the VIPers will get the other other okay, one. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Do I have this centered? No. Not really. Not really. Pretty pretty dog shit, if you ask pretty, me. Yeah. Pretty. Just out here, Justin Cam. 
for uh, Spur of the Moment. That's, that's pretty good right there. That's pretty good right there. Wait, have we talked about the drunk voice that we have on this podcast? Oh, no, it's it's really easy to do. You just, and we've met enough people like this that it's easy to make fun <laughs> enough, of Enough, enough for a lifetime. All of them. Yes. <coughs> you just make every word of your sentence one word. That's it. Now, what are you doing? Hey, Brad, if I need anything bad, I don't know to do myself. <laughs> what is guitar you have? There's a good one. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. So, I bought a Gibson. Mm-hmm. $320. $320 and a blowjob. Ooh, you undersold yeah. that blowjob, I think. No, nah, I got a blowjob. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, you can give me $320 and a blowjob. <laughs> or I'm walking. Or I'm walking. <laughs> and the guy's like, like get out. <laughs> no, nah, he's like, sounds like a fucking great deal. <laughs> you had me at <laughs> blowjob. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. Uh, anyways, uh... <laughs> No, this uh, I got. I got a Gibson Les Paul. It's a nice burst. Yeah, it looks really 60s nice. Reissue that looks flame, really nice. If you get it in the light the right way, it's oh. a little looks on the screen a little bit more red than I think it is. It's more kind of ambery brown. Yeah, it looks way more red on the screen. It's more it looks very cherry on screen. Two tomato soup. Um, uh, big fan of tomato soup. But yeah, it's uh, this one actually. I okay. So here's the story. I was in uh, Pineville Guitar Center. Okay. And I'd been in there for like an hour. I'm in between like multiple students. I think I had like multiple cancellations that day or whatever. You do way better with your lesson gaps than I do. I usually just sit in my car. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you hate guitar stores too much to go oh, to a guitar true. store. I saw a meme the other day. I need to, I'll never find it again. But it, <laughs> as a quick sidebar, it said, it was a little real on Instagram, and it said, Saturday at Guitar Center, and it's just a guy sitting here like this staring. It's got like five different songs yes. playing at once, and it's like a really bad smoke on the water, thunderstruck that's kind of decent, and like two others. And the guy's just like, guy had a hat on, <coughs> black black guy so. with a hat yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, dude, I saw that dude, same fucking so one, funny. dude. I was or like, you might have sent that one to me. Actually, maybe I no, sent it to you. Know. Anyway, that made me laugh, and that's how I feel. Yeah, so dude. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, There's nothing in there for me. I was in there for a long. Ironically, because it's a music store. Yeah, I was in there for a long time, and uh, so I their used section has had been moved to like this wall that you can't even see when you walk in the store. It's like you go into the guitar section, you got the wall of guitars Mm -hmm. and then you turn, there's the bathroom and then there's a little tucked away wall behind there. Yeah. Uh, and I look up and I see this guitar. I was like, damn, that's a gorgeous Les Paul probably feels like shit. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, but I guess I'll just check it out real quick. It was used. And uh, so I was asked the guy, I was like, hey, can I check out that guitar? He's like, sure. Got the ladder. Got it down for me. I picked it up. I strummed a chord. I was like, oh, a good Les Paul? <laughs> and I was just like, well, let me just make sure I'm not tripping here. Let me plug this into an amp I know, you know. Anyways, I plugged it into uh, AC30. I really like AC30s mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I know how to work them really well. This is a really fucking good Les Paul. And it's a 50s tribute, so it's mm-hmm. a 2012. Oh, uh, 2050s. Uh, 2050s, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a 1950, it's like a 59 uh, tribute Les Paul. It's got the, uh, I thought, Burst Buckers. They're the 57 classics. Uh, I love the neck pickup that's in here. I'm not crazy about the bridge pickup. This might get this might get a little swapty do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gorgeous guitar, and it's it's 
if I had to guess, probably right at about eight and a quarter, eight and a half pounds. So not a mm, yeah, not so heavy. Not a not a very heavy Les Paul, consider, considering it's not chambered at all. Hmm. You know, it's made to fifty specs. So yeah, okay. Um, considering it's not chambered, it's not a very yeah, I feel heavy like that Les be Paul. Heavy. No. If you pick it up, you'll realize it's probably it, it's way lighter. <coughs> it's way lighter than your gold top. Yeah, my gold top is pretty heavy. Yeah. So I got a Les Paul. I got a Gibson Les Paul, and it's an amazing guitar. That one is. Um, I've played hundreds of them, and I've only gone home with one other Gibson Les Paul in my life. Uh, and I did end up selling it, not because it wasn't an awesome guitar. It's just. Uh, there was another guitar that was like smoke too. Tell them about yeah. It. Oh yeah. Uh, so originally they had bought this guitar in and sold it to someone else. Well, the other person bought it back, brought it back, and said, "Hey, you know, I just can't get rid of the smell of smoke." Um, and so I think I got it at even more of a discount. So I went home, you know, about sixteen hundred for that guitar, as opposed to eighteen. So you know. Uh. It's uh, it's a player. Played that with Steel Panther on our first night in the Carolina run. And, uh, Not that good. It's missing a string. Yeah, I broke a string last night on it. <laughs> I was up late. So it can't be that good. Yeah. No, uh, literally, uh, it didn't break on any of the points where it's touching. Uh, the string actually uh, just ended up unraveling around the ball. Nice. So. Whoa. That sounds oh, yeah. sick, dude. Yeah, it's uh, but it's a it's a good Les Paul. I, nice. You know, you've gotten to play it. You know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a guitar. I don't know. I'm not yeah. that good to decide. Dallas is just like it's a fucking tool. Can I play yeah. it? Yeah. Does it work? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a it's like asking asking a carpenter which hammer he likes. It's like it's a fucking hammer. I don't know. Let me build some shit. <laughs> well, I, it's t- to be honest, there are some car- carpenters that you know <sighs> they're dumb <laughs> when they suck at their job. And they build dumb shit. All right, I'm, I'm not saying like like it's not like. Uh, I mean, I, guitars are more. So like... So you I would... take your guitar into a luthier like ten yeah. years down the yeah. road, and he's like, and he just watched this podcast the night before, and, he's and I'm like, like, he sucks his job and he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fix my guitar, please? I thought I suck at my job and you're stupid. Well, then just be better and not stupid. I don't know what to tell you. Like, stop caring about hammers. <laughs> I think guitars are honestly more like paintbrushes, right? They kind of serve different functions. Yeah. Right? Not every brush paints the same way. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just not super overly picky, I guess. I I like when, for me personally, I just, I like when quality matches or exceeds the price point. Mm-hmm. Because I do work on guitars, like, I can tell a quality guitar, even if it's cheap. Like, yeah. You know, it was this one was put together right. This one was done right. You know, mm-hmm. everyone who touched this guitar did a good job. Primarily, and primarily, that's really boils down to the neck and the pickup placement. Yeah, right. Like if you know, you can look at a guitar and tell if the pickups are off. Right. From the strings, you know, they're just like sideways. Like, oh, this yeah. one's not. Yeah. Not very good. I think only one of these strings is under the pickup. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so for me, you know, if the neck and the pickups are are aligned and the strings line up perfectly, there's not an excess of space on either side of of your high E and your low E to the to the edge of the fingerboard. I'm like, okay, cool. And you know, if the neck's not doing this number, where where you can look down and you'll notice that 
that the neck has warped this way or that way, um, you know, I, I, I pay attention to that because, you know, that could be something that ends up fucking you down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing, too, with guitars, um, you know, I'd heard something from someone like, Vintage guitars are sought after because that year has had the, that old wood has had so many years of being played and so many years to open up and just kind of yeah you know wood is a porous material talk about its feelings yeah yeah exactly exactly um and uh so I had heard that like the ideal age for a guitar after manufactured to make sure you know it's not gonna have any of these crazy warping you know factors after the factory is like seven years. If you get a guitar that's used and it's seven years old, it's probably not going to move from that state unless you make it. Um, oh, so me or you? That was yours. What happened? Oh, it just decided to turn off here. Mine's perfect. I'll go back to this one. Yeah. So that was just something I'd heard. I don't know if there's any merit. I, I, it makes sense to me, right? As wood ages, you know, moisture leaves. Um. Settles essentially, yeah. And so after seven years, it's probably not really going to shift from that much more at that point. Uh, and again, that also comes down to, um, you know, factories. You know, you get a guitar from a factory, and if they did their due diligence, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> and uh, we left, and actually aged their guitars properly and made sure that the neck moisture and the body moisture were the same before they put the yeah. guitars together. Yeah. So, there's just, just so much stuff. But, but the, you know, if you read and you know about more about the stuff, you, you'll understand why a guitar's having this issue or that mm-hmm. issue. And, it's, yeah. and it boils down to, well, the company is just fucking cheap. And right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if they're an expensive-ass Bottom company. line. Yeah. And so, you know, the brand that I see the least of, the least of that on mm-hmm. is PRS. Yeah. You know? So... Well, see, I don't like PRS because it sounds like purse. I don't like that. Yeah, well, you know, there's lots of things that sound like they is, but they isn't. And with that, we're going to head over to the VIP section. Deuces. Well done. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the latest episode of your new favorite band. This is the end of the free content. But if you want to unlock the full uncut versions of every episode, head over to lamaybe.com slash VIP and sign up for our membership. For $7 a month, you'll get extended episodes of our podcast, a bonus episode every month, plus exclusive merch. You'll also be supporting us and helping us continue to stay on the road and make new music. And for that, we're eternally grateful so thank you